We smell smoke. There were flames from the floor to the ceiling. There was no way for us to get out without getting killed. I told my wife, I said, we need to go back to bed. Paolo Repetto here. Welcome to the season two finale of the Untold Stories of Missions. We are excited to share this episode with you and hopefully you are left amazed and empowered by God's glory in this unbelievable story. Our story comes from Mark Schutz, who was born in Flint, Michigan. Brother Schutz and his wife went over to the former Soviet Union, also known as the Commonwealth of Independent States, in 1983. While they currently reside in the country of Latvia, which is right near Russia, our story takes us to the beginning of their mission journey to Belarus, otherwise known as White Russia. And here is where we hear the story titled, The Little Problem. The Soviet Union had collapsed just a couple of years prior to Brother Schutz and his wife going overseas to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ in Belarus. But as with anything that comes with spreading the good news, the devil will always try to push back on those plans. And that's exactly what happened here. We arrived in the country of Belarus. We didn't understand, didn't know the culture and all of that. And so there was a lot of mafia in the country. And of course, the, the Soviet Union had just collapsed a couple of years before. And so there was one man in our neighborhood that had put together a low-key mafia, something we call like a gang now. But he came and knocked on the door one day and told me that uh, for my protection, I would need to pay so much money a week. So I, I told him, no, we are safe. Uh, there's no one. There's no one messing with us, we're okay. Uh, so uh, I told him, we're not gonna pay you anything. Well, he came storming into the house, threatening me, he said, we are going to burn you out of your apartment. We lived on the sixth floor. And so I was able to push him out of my apartment. And as I'm pushing him out, another man, one of his, his guards that are there with him, he starts to come and he wants to get in as well. Well, I was able to lock that door and keep him out. And he screamed and yelled and gave me some more threats. It was a little bit past three o'clock in the morning, but the shoots and his wife were in bed sleeping. The apartment that they were staying in was six floors up with only one way out of the apartment through the front door. Or you could jump off the balcony to your immediate demise. And so at about three o'clock in the morning, we smell smoke. And so I got up and I looked out the peephole to look out into the hallway and it was a flame. It was, uh, there were flames from the floor to the ceiling. There was no way for us to get out without getting killed. And so what had happened is two guys had come in, we heard later, and they had doused the entire hallway with gasoline and lit it on fire. Uh, two of these gang members. And so I just felt the peace of God come over me. And I told my wife, I said, we need to, let's just go back to bed. We couldn't do anything. So we just went back to bed. We felt the peace of God. And in the morning, about six o'clock in the morning, we looked out that peephole and there was, uh, uh, there were uh, firemen out there. They were still assessing the damage. And there was a uh, damage into the, the surrounding apartments that were next to ours. And so I opened the door and I went out. So when I went out, I began to look at the apartments next to ours. They had 
fire damage. Their their doors were melted uh, behind the door. Some of them had metal and you could see all of that. The doors were open. There was damage inside of some of the apartments. And so on every door, there is a vinyl padding. So I closed my door so that I could look to see the damage on my door. And when I closed it, I looked at the door, the vinyl was not touched. I was amazed because this fire had been from the floor to the ceiling. It was impossible for that to happen. So when I looked down in front of our, our door, we had, a, um, we had a welcome mat and it was not touched by the fire. I was shocked. It was a testimony uh, to our neighbors that God was with us. And so it was uh, probably the next day or so, my wife and I went out to go to the store and these men surrounded us again, uh, not just one man, but several men. And they surrounded us and they began to demand of us money or they were going to beat us out in the streets. Well, I said, we will not give you any money at all. And so one of the men grabbed my wife's arm and the spirit of the Lord came upon me and I prophesied to him that he would have a small problem. And then immediately the leader of that gang jumped up and went to hit me in the face. And so I raised my hands and I began to pray in the Russian language. And as my hands are raised, he's got his fist back. I'm praying in the Russian language. God speaks to me and says, turn around and walk away. So I grabbed my wife's arm and we turn around and walked away. All this time, he's got his fist pulled back. He's ready to hit. And so we turn around and, and walked away. And I'm expecting these guys to jump us from behind and to beat us to the ground. Well, uh, that didn't happen. So about 40 feet later, I, I turn and I look back to see what has happened. When I turn to look back, see what was happened, the man still has his fist pulled back and all of the men are still staying in the same position they were in. I was shocked, I was amazed. I was like, what is happening? So my wife and I kept walking. This time we walked quite a ways and went around a corner of a another apartment building. And so I decided to look back one more time, looking back one more time, this man still has his fist pulled back. They're all in the same position. And it's quite obvious at this time, the Lord had frozen them in that in that position. Of course, we came back several hours later, they were gone. But the Lord had given me a word of prophecy for that man, that he was gonna have a slight problem. And that slight problem, the Lord had said, would be in three days. So the next day, the next evening, which is gonna be the second day, we come back from a Bible study, it's late at night, it's about midnight. We get home in, the, in this taxi. When we get out of the car, there's about 15 men in front of our apartment building. And there's no way we can get through there without somehow getting past all of these gang members. And so they see us, they recognize us, the leader, he has a metal bar in his hand. And he says, you give us money right now or we will beat you to death. And I said, we will not give you any money. And so we decided to try and walk through them. And uh, the leader got into my face. His nose was almost touching my nose. And one of his men grabbed me from behind. While all of this is happening, my wife is separated from me. Now she's in the middle of all of these men. Their eyes are on me. They're not touching her, but I cannot see her. 
And so um, in my mind, I began to ask God to, to cause fire to fall from heaven to burn up all these people. And uh, that didn't happen. So I decided in my mind, I'm praying, God, let lightning strike them. Well, nothing happened, not like that. But the man that was holding me from behind, all of a sudden, he pushes me out of the way and punches his leader right in the face. The moment he did that, every one of those men began to fight each other. And my wife uh, and I watched as they knocked each other out right there on the front landing of the apartment building. And my wife and I looked at each other and we were like, let's get out of here. So we went into our apartment building and God uh, kept us safe in that situation. So the third day we had a situation where we had gone out, we went to a friend's apartment and we came back and uh, these men were out there again. And so I decided enough is enough. I had forgotten that this was the third day. And so I went to the, um, I went to the police, I told them the situation and I had a friend of mine that was with me and I, we both explained the situation. He said, we are not going to help you. I said, you will help me. And I said, I will call the embassy and let them know about this problem. He, so he decided, he changed his mind, his attitude. He decided he was going to take a van full of Amon. Amon are mafia fighters. And we would get into this van and go and capture these men and put an end to this game. So they've got machine gun. I mean, we are on our, we are loaded. And I am praying on the way. Lord, don't let these men leave the neighborhood. We are going to catch them and end this once and for all. And there was about 15 men just a little bit ago, 30 minutes before, that were in front of our apartment building waiting for anybody to come in, and they're demanding protection money from everybody. And so we get to the apartment building, and they are not there. Not one man is in sight. So he, he told me, he said, stay here in the van. He said, I'll be right back. And he went and he questioned people to find out what had happened, where these men were. Well, the two leaders were now in the hospital. Um, two men had come from across the river and attacked this entire gang, these just two men, and put the two men in the hospital. One of the men, his, his throat was slit, he did not die but they were severely beat up and uh, both in the hospital. And so, uh, of course, I was shocked. Brother Schutz then remembered that this was the third day and God had said that this was when the small problem would come. Well, they got out of the hospital, uh, these two men did, and their, their attitudes had totally changed. They didn't put together another gang, but instead my wife and I were able to teach them a Bible study and the main leader afterwards said, I see it, but he said, I'm not ready for it. And so my wife, during all this time, had said, uh, Lord, either save this man or kill this man. And so when he rejected the truth, it wasn't long and he was in an accident and he drowned. But the Lord did something amazing in that game that we were able to baptize one of those men in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and God filled them with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. The Lord had allowed this to happen for a reason. 
Through these incidents, they were able to baptize several in their neighborhood with some who still live for the Lord today. It goes to show you that God does not always take you out of the fire, but instead plans to bring you through it, all for the purpose of showing us His glory and power. It is here that a question arises in my mind. If I were put in a situation where my or my family's life were on the line, would I have had enough faith to know that God was going to protect me or take care of me of the situation according to His will? I can only hope that I can say yes. But for Brother Shoots, he knows the answer and has experienced it firsthand. We want to leave this Season 2 finale with that exact question for you. If you were put in a situation like this, how would you have reacted? Would you have stood your ground knowing you were in the will of God to be sharing the gospel? Where does your fear or faith lie? In God and His power or men? We want to take this time and truly say thank you to each and every one of our listeners for taking the time to support this ministry. Our goal from the beginning has been to give missionaries the platform to share their incredible stories with thousands of people around the world. And we, the community of USOM, has the potential to reach the masses to incite faith, callings, and passions in our listeners for the kingdom of God. We would love for you to share this with every one of your friends, family, and churches because when you support one ministry, you're also supporting the start of many others. Thank you for sticking with us through season two. We will be back with a special evangelist series starting April 30th. And please remember to leave a five-star review and follow us on all of our social media pages. Thank you again, and God bless.